This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's ODB, and I want to let everyone know before we jump into this episode, a big thank you to Scraping the Coast, the team behind Custom Car Show Productions. It's going to be an amazing 20th anniversary. They're lining up awesome vehicles already to showcase at one of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. It's June 24th, 25th, 26th in Biloxi. Scraping, that's Scraping with an I-N, the coast. Dot com. Big ups to the family. We hope to see you out there. Much more to come on this famed show. Also, don't want to forget about Mini Truck Showdown family. Their next event on paper is going to be February of 2023. And that is going to be out there in Bakersfield, California. So much more coming on Kern County Showdown. Keep it tuned to OLP. And thank you so much to our title sponsors. Big ups. We'll see you at Scraping the Coast in less than two months. Yo, 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 yo. It's our Lifestyle Podcast, episode 287. Cannot believe it. And we're coming at you from the Custom Car Show Productions compound here in Florida. Of course, we want to give a huge shout out to Custom Car Show Productions. As you always hear at the top, their next event is the 20th anniversary of Scraping the Coast going down the last weekend in June It is on the OLP official show calendar, which you can subscribe to on our website, ourlifestylepodcast.com. Of course, that's going to be the weekend of June 24th through the 26th in Biloxi, Mississippi. Also, huge shout out to our family at Mini Truck Showdown. Of course, their event, as we have announced, unfortunately is canceled for June. It was going to be the first weekend in June, but they are on target for Kern County Showdown. Next February, more to come on that. So this episode, Miggity Mike the Mayor is out. He's out like Hollywood Mike Miranda on the Hell Track in the 1986 cult classic. But rest assured, we got a jam-packed agenda for you for 287. I'm getting ready to call DJ Mays. I don't know if he knows, but he's going to be guest co-hosting at least for a few minutes. We'll link up with him. We'll talk to Graham Hancock. Of course, he's out there in Utah. We'll talk to him about his show that's coming up here in just a couple weeks. Then on the docket, I've been wanting to get with Tim from Acrophobia, Florida. A really good dude. We'll have him as our title guest. So sit back, relax, go get you a cold beverage right now. I'll give you a minute. And let's get the show on the road. Thank you to everyone that continues to come back. And we want to thank Graphics Mafia. That's graphics with an X. G-R-A-P-H-I-X Mafia.com. If you need stickers for your SEMA vehicle or your regular vehicle or a club vehicle, hit up Graphics Mafia on Instagram, Facebook, or of course, they're also on TikTok. Let them know that OLP sent you. They'll make those decals or stickers for you. They'll take care of you. Ask for Buddy or Ryan. They're good peeps. Yo, so at the beginning of this episode, like I said, we're going to jump right in. And before we do the last episode recap, I just want to welcome DJ Mays. He called into the hotline. And Mays, man, dude, you're spinning in between. I don't know how you're on 
Twitch all the time, and then you're able to still make a few minutes to, to dial into OLP. Well, you know, see, when you, you guys accidentally give me a phone number to be able to <laughs> dial once in a while, and I just randomly call, and, you know, I, just, I never know who I'm going to catch on the other side. Dude, that's the truth. We had such a good time at Mini Truck and Nats. Here's the funny thing. You know, when I record the reels, it's uh, it's video, but when I post it, you know, I pick a song, and it overrides that uh, the audio, right? It, it mutes it out. Mm-hmm. What's so funny is I've done, I did maybe 15, 20-ish uh, short clips, but every time I go to post them, I always hear your voice in the background before I pick, pick the song, and it's because you were up there doing, dude, such a wonderful job, and I want to give you a tip of the cap, man. Like I, I told Jason Bell on one of the posts that, it was probably my favorite show of all time, and that's you know I love Showfest. It's got a it's got a big thing in my heart, but everything from the cruising, the camaraderie, but dude, you're a part of that too because believe it or not, people don't realize it's not easy. Okay, and I know you don't want me to bask about you, but you know up on the stage all day, keeping people kind of entertained, keeping people up to date, kind of like a cruise director, dude, you did it, and that's why DJ Mays is on the rise at all these shows, bro. You know, I'm right there with you on when it comes to, I, I remember all the days of Greenville and going to show fest and, and everything else. So I, that was one of my favorite shows too, but this year at mini Nats, the weather was perfect. The right people were there. It was just an amazing weekend. And, you know, honestly, Saturday was a big blur. Like I literally, <laughs> I remember getting on stage. And I remember playing the national anthem after that. I, I just remember it being over. It, 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 the whole day went that fast. Friday was a little, little calmer, a little slower, but um, you know it was fun to kind of get all the podcasts together on Thursday that yes. we did previous to the show, and then we did a little bit of stuff on Friday, whatever else. But it's not very often we all get to be together, so it was it was kind of cool to be able to do all that and all. And you know, honestly, I, I tell everybody all the time, it's it's a complete honor and a blessing to be able to do what I get to do, and then be at that show for how big it was. You know, it was it was amazing to be able to stand up on that stage, especially when we play the national anthem and it just echoes through the mountains and everybody stops. I mean, even people that were pulling in with their vehicle just literally turned off their vehicle, stopped and got out. It was yeah. so crazy to see. But uh, but, hey, you know, hats off to Jason Bell and the crew. They put on the show. My part's easy. Yeah. Deeply rooted in our heart, that American flag. And listen, you know, as well as I do, Hammer and Hank from Hammered Weekend Wear. He doesn't just stop for anything, dude. Let's be honest. I mean, we've seen him like in, you know, five-star Grand Theft Auto car chases, you know. Not in real life, maybe in the game, but he even stopped. And, you know, he knows how much near and dear, you know, that that flag means to all of us. So so respect, dog, to you, to Bell, and everyone that kind of makes that happen. You know, hearing that national anthem, it, it, it hits you hard, man. Well, and I know all about Hank being on the move all the time. He's here with me. <laughs> He's Hank came home from many nights with me and he had to check in with the baby mama and the probation officer. So I was like, you know, yo, Ron had him, let him, let him chill with me, do what he's got to do. And then we'll link up at relaxing in the park yep. and you know, he can go, he can head back whichever way he's going. Yeah. Please all to the listeners, do us a favor, download Twitch and search DJ Mays radio. Please do it. Hank made an appearance recently and you get a chance to hear this free uh, set that DJ Mays throws down several times a week. The cool thing is, the thing that I had to warn Hank one time is he, when we went to a show back in the day, he had an ankle monitor on. And he had a hacksaw he brought. 
and he was gonna like I think he was gonna cut his like his leg, and he remembered some old Mad Max movie or something. I was like, "Yo, bro, let's just cut into the the ankle monitor." You know what I mean? And get that off. Like, keep your foot. And he goes, "Oh, good point." So you know, sometimes he just needs the the little the the reinforce the reinforcement. The first night we went on Twitch, I had to call his probie real quick to see if we could take the ankle monitor off or turn it off because it was interfering with everything. Right. So yeah, like, it was feedbacking through the system. I'm like, I can't have this. Can we can we do something here? But yep. luckily, his probie is pretty cool. So Right, right. We'll let him out. But, you know, congrats again. Uh, again, follow DJ Mays Radio on Twitch, and you get that notification. You know, many of us are busy. Maybe you can't link up on a Tuesday. Maybe you hit a, a Friday deal. But um, you can watch it like I do on the Apple TV, and it makes for a good kind of house party environment. And, uh, you know, you get a chance to hear some cool music. I'm constantly finding myself, Jay, using, um, you know, for those that don't know, Apple had bought Shazam, which is that, that app that many people use. And, and you can kind of just go, hey, Siri, you know, what's, you know, what song is this? Or you can do the Shazam deal. And I found some really good uh, some jams, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, so tip of the cap. Oh, yeah, dude, we're always, especially on Thursdays, throwback Thursdays are obviously the best. And I don't know why we do that, because honestly, we do throwbacks pretty much every night. So but we have one night specifically for that. But it's always a good time. And we just hit just over a 1,000 followers. So we had a big party and gave away free registrations to shows and, you know, other merchandise and stuff, not only mine, but from Asphalt Army and laid out clothing and other people. So, yep. um, you know, it's a, it's a way to give back and give thanks to everybody for jumping on there and, and kind of making this thing into something way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. I thought it was just something kind of fun to do for a little bit, but people keep responding and keep showing up. So I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I, dude, I want to give, this is an impromptu shout out the um, clothing company you just mentioned. Okay. Reinforce them. Cause I know that they're, they've been doing a, a, a good tie in with you guys. We also recently saw their merch on TV via um, Carfix, and that was uh, laid out, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And was that the Betty White shirt? Yeah, and what was funny, remember, we were at Lone Star Throwdown, and you tr- I think it was you uh, that had driven us, like, it seemed like an hour to go to In-N-Out Burger, and uh, someone had the Betty White on, and I sent it to my wife. She goes, yo, I, I need that. So, you know, I got the link, and um, so Justin was wearing the Betty White, and um, he sent the link, and my wife ordered it and laid out. Uh, clothing they had sent a bunch of stickers and stuff which i thought was cool yeah that's that's our that's our family up there jesse and jesse um good people they were at altered metal that was the only the second show they got to vend at our show last year was the first show they got to vend at um so they've really kind of taken this thing kind of seriously he's actually done some awards for us for the show this year and stuff so jesse's stepping up his game every day but super good people based out of indiana area and don't get it mixed up there's laid out clothing and there's laid out apparel um, I think the laid out apparel guys are down south somewhere, and then the laid out clothing; those guys are based out of uh, Indiana. But good people, yeah. Jump on that uh, on their either on their their book face or Instagram, you know, on on the net and order up. They, he's still got some of those Betty White shirts left, and he's he's always producing new stuff, and he's actually using graphic disorder to do a bunch of his printing now too. So, you know, tip of the cap to obviously graphic disorder, who's still you know running the game when it comes to printing. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So briefly, I just want, you know, we hit on um, mini Nats last week, uh, but the last episode recap, uh, if for those that haven't went back to listen to 286, please do. We had this unique perspective where we we talked to four or five people from the event. Now we're talking to Jay, um, you know, Barbaglia, DJ Mays. 
So, you know, go back, show some love. And the last episode of recap brought to you by Lone Star Throwdown. Just want to remind everyone, Lone Star Throwdown, last weekend in February, next year will be the 12th annual. Later this year, the pre-registration yes. will open. And we're going to let everyone know. We're going to try to let everyone know before they can let everyone know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, so, dude, Biggity Mike the Mayor is out this week, kind of like Hollywood Mike Miranda was in Rad whenever he took the bail and, and on Hell Track. You know, he couldn't keep up, at least in the movie. Yeah, but he had he had dramatic accents. Mike right. don't have a dramatic accent. Right, yeah, Mike's just gallivant, you know. Uh, dude, we've got the official ruling. Apparently, the tick marks do uh, carry over. And I hope you've got an appetite for this one because it's a music trivia from 1987 and and i gotta i gotta say uh dj mays are you ready okay players now it's time to get serious sure okay dude this debut album from this american rock band that is went down in history as one of the greatest rock bands ever okay so think 1987 okay this album was released july 21st of 87 Okay, it, so I was 11. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can think back to that era, right? And you think of yep. all the hair bands and stuff. But in 87, this band comes out, okay? And the the odd thing, doing some research, really it had little mainstream attention in 87. The following year, it kind of became massive commercial success after the band toured. One of the videos even features a lookalike from the lead singer. And I guess it was a little, from what I recall when I was younger, I didn't look this up, um, somehow someone had snuck in one time and had a you know look like this guy, and uh, you know not a tandem axle, but he kind of looked like this guy. And uh, apparently, like you know, so there was like this little nod they did in there to the video. But what was cool is if you think back, although they went on this like twenty year deal, you know, where they didn't really release new music, it, it'd be hard pressed to think back to eighty seven and think, damn, dude, what what an era. Do you know, do you kind of happen to have an idea maybe who the band was? Well, I mean, I can think of a handful of bands, especially when you get into that mid to late 80s, 86 to about 89, right before gangster rap really right. took off and, and, and took over everything. Um, you know, I, I think of several bands, but I don't think of anybody that was fairly necessarily new. So you're saying this is an artist that was out for a while and then got got big or this was their debut album and this they they sung about a city that apparently hank really grew up in you know he grew up in this type of city you know what i mean he didn't have to cut the grass or anything Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. but it was Mm -hmm. like one of those cities where like you kind of go it was kind of like the wizard of oz you know it's just the city you want to go to you know well and i think i think if i remember right the the lead singer of the band you're referring to actually got barred permanently Ooh. from a venue here in St. Louis. Ooh, yeah, I know one time they had a hellacious deal up in Canada. They had the fans ripping seats because this guy, much like Hank, he will refuse to go on stage at certain points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm, that's one mm-hmm. thing you learn that you really can't do that because then, you know, you're going to leave the mini truckers. You don't want to leave them high and dry, you know, like like this right, guy would right, do right. with his fans in the 80s, dude, when an animal. Well, and I believe it was VH1 or what them did either a behind the music or whatever on this particular band. And they talked about that, how he literally like wouldn't show up at shows and, and several other things. So, yeah, I, 
unlike Mike, <laughs> I, I, I am an eighties baby that understands a lot of the stuff. But of course, being a DJ, I mean, who wouldn't know this band? I mean, yeah, you'd have to have was, an appetite was many, for this kind of music, right? One hundred percent, yes. Right. So, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Mike. For, I mean, for Halloween, we could, if we could get the right wig on him, I think he could pull off the lead sing deal. You know what I mean? Well, you just, just like, it'd be a really thin wig, and then you just had to have a bandana on top. Right. So it's not. It, you you'd be pulling off like a Hulk Hogan almost, and he's down. You know, he's down closer to Mike down there, so he right. should know how to pull that off. Yeah, and I could wear the top hat. You know what I mean? And I've never been, you know, one that like, you know, I got some candy smokes, but I I could, you know, I could maybe try to pull that deal off. Well, didn't uh, speaking of the top hat, didn't the guitarist in this band? Didn't he do a track for Michael Jackson? The uh, yeah, I think he did. I think I want to say Dirty Diana was the guitar was the track that he did for him. That was later. That was like the '90s album, that weird album. I correct. Think. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have a photo of said person we're talking about with the hat in front of a Lincoln that I saw in a Rolling Stone magazine that I had to take. I had to buy the whole magazine because there's one photo of him standing in front of a '66, '67 Lincoln playing a guitar, and I go, I gotta have it, you know. <laughs> well, and and for all the listeners who are chomping at a bit over there, either going that you don't know, or the ones that are going, okay, I know who it is. Just say the freaking name. <laughs> it's Guns and Roses. Yeah, dude, Appetite for Destruction. And it's hard to believe that it was only in '87. But you remember back in that era, whether you had MTV or a friend. That I mean, dude, I remember seeing Paradise City constantly, you know, and and all of those awesome songs, dude, like Sweet Child O' Mine. I mean, the mm-hmm. the rumor mm-hmm. wasn't Hammer and Hank. May have ghost wrote that one, but that's just kind of hearsay. Well, when Welcome to the Jungle came out, yep. it kind of set it set the tone, A, for what the band was going to be, and B, it, it pretty well told you that, hey, dudes, we're here, yep. and we ain't going nowhere for a little bit. And, you know, ultimately, like many bands, they self-destructed on, their, on themselves, yeah. more or less, more than, more than anything else. But... I mean, when they came out with that double album too, yeah. When November Rain, I think came out. I think it was on that uh, yeah. on that album. But there was they had two different covers, two different discs, and this was back. And anybody who's in their twenties, even early thirties, probably don't remember this. But this was back when you used to go to places like Musicland and Sam Goody and places like that, and you would stand in line. And wait at midnight, and you'd be a line around the building waiting to get in to buy these CDs when they came out. So, yeah. Yeah, and think about this. This will probably never happen in our lifetime again. I didn't look at the RIAA to see what the official number is right now, but it's no it's no uh, secret. They sold over 30 million copies worldwide of their debut album. And, you know, in this day and age, I mean, it's hard. I mean, going back in history to, like, have a debut album to sell that much, but it's one of those that, I mean, who wouldn't want to own the rights to it? At 30 mil, you know, you started getting up to Michael Jackson numbers, the Beatles, you know, some of these all-time uh, greats, and, um, man, I look back and say, dude, what an era. I'm glad I grew up in it, and although I may not have been the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, like, when I've, I've always read about on the Rolling Stone stuff, you know, how they kind of got their little bit of a, you know, start in L.A., playing these clubs and all that, but it is a cool story, but I'll tell you this, the last thing I'll say on it, it is neat to me that after all these years and whatever issues they've had, they have gotten back together. And I tell you what, they might play mostly the old stuff, but it's just what the fans want. 
Right. And I believe, man, I want to say it was just the other night I saw it. Axl Rose came out on stage with, I think, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I saw I want to say at the, at the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, Country Music Hall of Fame induction ceremony or whatever else, and he came out and sang Paradise City with her or whatever. I, oh, I just remember seeing something on, yeah. uh, on social media, but I was like, holy shit. Of course, yeah. Axl Rose is, you know no different than other people like us when we, as we get older, <laughs> he's yeah. not the skinny little <laughs> skinny little toothpick guy he used to be, but right. yeah. Yeah. Well, the trivia with DJ Mays this week brought to you by AccuAir. Big ups to AccuAir for the continued support. Check out AccuAir.com for air fresheners and things such as that. Oh, by the way, don't forget to hit up their YouTube channel. They have a lot of new content that they continue to drop. Mays, I know you got a lot going on tonight. I got a couple more things for you, and then I'll let you cut away. Before we talk about the scene updates, really, this is the scene updates. We hadn't had a chance the last couple weeks to really link up. Um, You guys in the RA chapter up there in the Missouri area have done a wonderful job. You guys have have, had fought off adversity from floods to all sorts of different things, venue changes and whatnot. But relaxing in the park is coming quick. And I can tell you what, you guys have really... um, you know, hit the ground running hard the last six months, 12 months promoting this one. How excited are you for you? And can you give us kind of the latest lowdown on this, this badass event? Well, you know, the excitement and the nerves at the same time build, but we're super stoked for this year. We finally, we, we believe we found a home finally in this new venue. We're pretty sure that this, uh, this city, the city of Festus, Missouri is going to be, where the show is going to stay for quite some time. The city supports it, which is huge. And they're, they're right behind us. And, and instead of sticking their hand out, wanting money for everything, they're throwing their hand in saying, what do you need? Um, so, um, you know, we just finished up pre-registration. It wrapped up on May 1st. Uh, and we had a record number of pre-registrations this year, which was 223, um, which tells us that we're continuing to grow and we're obviously doing something right. Yes. We did uh, We did focus a little bit more this year on some of the lifted trucks because those are really what's popular right now. Um, not the squatted trucks that tend to bring the, the youngsters that create the problems, but um, the, you know, the really nice lifted trucks, a lot like what you see at, uh, at you know, lifted truck nationals or LST or a lot of the nicer ones that are scraping the coast, that kind of a thing. So uh, we did put a focus on those guys by bringing on TIS wheels and drop star wheels is the official wheel versa tire um p3 billet which do some amazing hooks and other things that some of these guys are putting on our bumpers and stuff now so we've we've kind of catered to that a little bit but we haven't we haven't lost our roots you know we still have airlift performance on as a uh, stage sponsor um and you know we'll have four different clothing vendors including sylvia but girl trucking was going to make her first trek up this far north mm-hmm. so uh, i'm excited for her to be here because i really think her brand is going to speak to a lot of the women up in this area, I think very well. So, uh, but everything's really kind of lining out real well. We'll have the pre-party on Friday night. Um, it's actually hosted at a brewery even better. So if you like to partake in the adult beverage, you should have have fun doing that. Then, uh, you know, the show on Saturday and then cruising Saturday night on main street, we'll be able to cruise at the park this year. You actually be able to make laps around the park. Um, you know, kind of like the old days of, of several other shows. I know Camp and Dragon, some others you can do that. But, you know, some of the shows have gotten away from the opportunity to be able to cruise at the show. 
Um, so we'll have that option. And, uh, you know, the awards will take place at noon on Sunday. And, and huge shout out to Doug Johnson with Creative House, who did all of our acrylic awards. Um, Josh Welch with Welch's Chop Shop doing a bunch of awards for us. Jesse at Laid Out Clothing has done some of the awards for us. So we have a big variety, probably about 115, 120 awards altogether. So um, everything's shaping up really well. We'll give everybody final details on the week leading up to the show as far as last minute things and, and whatever else kind of deals. Yeah, and Creative House, K-R-E, the number eight, I-V-E House. They do some of the coolest stuff out there. I'm looking at his feed now, and to your point, he continues to push the limits. We have Graham on a little bit later, and what I want to reinforce to everyone is by the time you're hearing this, you're basically one week away. You got Battle in Bama and then Cruise of the Pines, which is super, you know, th- those are going to bring out a lot of folks, right? Two weeks mm-hmm. from day one, listeners are going to, you know, be at either relaxing in the park. We'll, Graham will talk about rolling in the Red Rocks. And then you also have down here in the Tampa Bay area, you have made a steal. What's cool, though, is that you guys kind of cementing, cementing in this mid-May uh, time period, which many of us remember back to the old days of Showfest. Although you've had to uh, pivot and move, uh, you've been able to constantly focus on having still an event for the community. What's the what's the appetite, you think, for people coming from the surrounding states? Because I've continued to see this, the support from all the different areas. Well, I think being centrally located is a huge help. Um, for some of the people further down south or closer to Gulf Coast and even Florida and whatever else, it's it sounds like it's a it's a really long haul or it's a hard trek to get up here. Um, Dave DeCorver and Kim came up last year, and I think for them it was, a, I think it was about nine and a half hours from where they are in Florida. Um, so, you know, it's not too bad of a deal, but being centrally located, I think, is a huge help. I think that um is what kind of makes people say hey look i've never really kind of been to that area let's go check this show out um then of course i mean who doesn't want to come you know a day early or stay a day late maybe catch a cardinal game you know you've got the st louis arch we've got one of the best zoos in the country we've got the st louis city museum um there's so much to do of course anheuser Busch brewery you and i know that we went there together oh yeah um so there's still a lot to do, even though the show was about 30 or 40 minutes south of St. Louis City, um, which St. Louis has unfortunately developed more and more of a bad reputation. But that's really mainly between about 4 p.m. and like 6 a.m. So if you're there during the daylight hours, 9 to nine a.m. to 3 p.m., you're fine. Nothing to worry about there in St. Louis. You're probably fine. But uh uh, and that's just me speaking as a as a person that's lived in this area all my life. I wouldn't go down there after dark. That's just me. Um, not anymore. But, uh, you know, so you still have that option when you come to town. But, you know, overall, we got Emo's Pizza. I mean, you had Emo's the first time you were up here. You and Chuck Dog. Yes. And I remember I remember it was you or Chuck Dog. One of you guys, the first words out of your mouth was, <laughs> a thin cracker crust. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah and 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 there it was it was what well, was you me chuck dog and ron i think that was all sitting there eating that thing is what it was oh it was and it was so good man yeah so well you know you got emo's pizza and of course we got the hill you know down where we ate at joy's deli um and i think you did you go with sean and and greg down to the hill again on saturday for dinner we did recipes greg and i tell you what we had just such a fantastic meal just a good time down in that area man 
So what's cool about now in our new location is everything is centrally located there. So literally the hotels are less than three miles from the showgrounds. There is everything you can think of to eat right there in town. Main Street will be open for us to cruise and hang out. Um, they're going to give us one giant parking lot to be able to hang out in all we want to kind of deal. So as long as we're respectful with the city and, you know, don't do the, the things we know we shouldn't do from whether it be burnouts or whatever else, I don't think that you'll have the room to pick up to be able to drag a whole lot. But there is other areas around that you could do that. Um, but we're already preparing the police to, to make them understand that this is just kind of what we do. And, and they're very supportive of everything that we've talked about so far. So I think, you know, if, if you like cruising, if you like a variety of vehicles, um, a ton of mini trucks, full-size trucks, lifted trucks, there's going to be street rods, hot rods, everything else. Um, if you like good, good vendors, you like good food trucks, because we're going to have cheesesteaks, egg roll and huts going to be here. Um, so, you know, there's a plenty of variety here. There's lots to do. We'll do the auction, great awards. Um, cruising is, is to me is going to be the most fun part to the whole deal. But, um, I, I, to me, I think we've wrapped everything up as a whole package. And as long as things go well this year, I don't see any reason for us to move and we can fit 15 or 1600 vehicles in this new park easy without even thinking about it. So, you know, we don't have to worry about selling out. I don't think. Yeah, we're talking to DJ Mays, and we're talking about relaxing in the park, just how it sounds, May 20, uh, 20th through the 22nd in Festus. Of course, you can go to relaxin with an IN, relaxin, and then another IN, relaxininthepark.com. Uh, you can get more information. There is some uh, product out there to purchase. I will tell you this. I talked to Vic the other day, and he reinforced Matt Diaz, one of our mini trucking, or mini trucking Matt on Instagram, He's one of our mm -hmm. severed petitioners in Florida. He, as, uh, as well as his lovely lady, they are going to gallivant up, and apparently they're driving. Now, he's not going to bring his Nissan nice. hard body, but, you know, he's heard us talk about it, and, you know, he's a guy that wants to kind of get out and, and hit some more shows, and there's one guy from Florida that's going to make it, and I, I'm proud, you know, I mean, there's more, but it's cool that they're actually going to drive up, and they're going to make it, you know, kind of that, you know, that family weekend, you know what I mean? Well, and, and a couple people did, you know, because of Battle and Bama getting moved to the weekend before the show, people that used to do the mini Nast and Battle and Bama stuff, well, there's several people, including Glenn Brown from Custom Scene Podcast, that's literally leaving Battle and Bama and coming straight here um, and going to hang out for mo the majority of the week. Um, and I know we're supposed to hang out and go try to hit the RH day and go to the city museum and do a bunch of stuff. And I know Dizzy's going to be in town. Matter of fact, I think he's picking up the mayor and Chuck dog at the airport, I think on Friday, dog, um, dog track, but, you mean, or no. Yeah. Airport, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it there. Right. <laughs> um, but, but we have, I mean, looking at pre-registration list, I mean, we have people coming in from last year. We had 16 different States represented. Um, Pretty damn good. this year, this year, I can't say for sure how many there are, but I know that there is Texas, there's Tennessee, there's Kentucky, there's Illinois, there's Arkansas, there's Oklahoma, there's Mississippi, there's Alabama, there's Florida. Um, and I'm just running through this list real quick. Um, Dude, okay, I want to hear the capitals of all these states, man. I mean, you're rattling these things <laughs> off. No, no, you're good with it, man. You're good with it. Yeah. No, I mean, so we, we've got them coming from all over, which is great. And again, I think that just is because we're so centrally located and it gives – 
you know, a lot of people might have been to Camp and Dragon in the past, and that's a little further north and a little further east than what we are. But we can get that opportunity to pull people from, you know, six or seven neighboring states real easy because for the most part, most of those runs are anywhere from four to six hours. I mean, that's nothing to drive anymore. So, you know, it, it works out well. And I, the numbers are looking really good. And I'm hoping as long as Mother Nature doesn't pull a LST on us this year, we should be fine. Yeah, no doubt. And go on Google Maps and type in Festus. I remember it like this as a Seinfeld fan. You know, there was Festivus, which was kind of the ties in the George Costanza. But uh, Festus, F-E-S-T-U-S, Festus for for the rest of us, right? Missouri, right, uh, Festus, right. you can look it up there, and it's a cool little town there on the west side of the, of the river. Relaxinthepark.com, Facebook, Instagram, of course, go in there, check it out. If for whatever reason you can't make it this year, you know, Maze has talked about a lot of cool things. I had never seen the, the arch, the gateway to the south, as they call it. That was cool. We went up to the top of it. We went by the stadium. There's the rich history of Anheuser-Busch, of course, being there. So you could do the tours. There's a lot of cool things. Maze, anything else you got for us before uh, we know you got your set going on and you got other things you're dealing with tonight? So, no, no. I mean, I, I obviously, I appreciate your guys' support. You guys have been there um, with us since day one. Um, and, uh, you know, you made it up for the first year, so you got to, to experience everything last minute like we did. But, uh, um, no, I mean, everything's looking good. You know, if you're if you're got any kind of questions at all, don't be afraid to reach out to me whatsoever uh, about the show. But, again, we'll go live the week of the show, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, just to go over last minute details, everybody and, and fine tune stuff. And, uh, you know, if, if anybody is traveling this upcoming weekend, if there's shows or even next weekend, I know for battle in Bama and stuff, you know, I mean, be safe doing that and, and get out and support all the shows you guys can. I mean, it's easy for me. I get lucky. I, I got the, the, the honor to get to DJ a lot of these shows. So it's easy for me, but you know, you guys don't, and not everybody gets that opportunity. So, if you get the opportunity, even if you can't bring your own vehicle, go support and hang out for the day, if nothing else. Yeah, and if you, uh, like many I've run into at shows, they go, I can't say his last name. Just type in Jason space B-A-R-B, like a barb, and it's going to pa- it's gonna pop up, Barbaglia. It took me a while <laughs> to get it done, and I still don't know if I got it right, but you know how we do, man. Well, trust me, I, I, I've been called worse things than that. So, <laughs> you know, my, my wife calls me plenty worse things than that, so I, it's not that big of a deal, but... Uh, but no, I mean it's it, it's going to be a great show, and uh, you know I know the mayor's going to make it up in Chuck Dog, and I know you were looking and trying to figure stuff out flight wise and everything else. So um, you know this year Ron was supposed to fly down, but I think the last flight he looked at round trip was like seven hundred dollars to fly in from Oregon, yeah. um, and I'm like, dude, it just it, it ain't worth all that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, you know I understand airfare things, I understand gas costs and everything else, and. You know, it's one of those things, again, get out and support wherever you can. A hundred percent. Follow DJ Mays on DJ Mays Radio. We always appreciate uh, you taking some time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your sets this week, man. Shout out to your awesome wife and then also Diggity Dom, who's been holding it down. He's a future mini trucker for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, he just keeps changing ideas on vehicles. And if he doesn't stop spending money on RC cars, he's never going to be able to buy a real car. So <laughs> I, I got to try to make him understand this. Well, hey, I'd rather it be an RC car than like a digital car, like in some video game. <laughs> <laughs> don't, he does that too. I so don't, don't worry. Know. There's 
there's one of those uh, one, I forgot what what game it is. He plays it on his phone and his tablet all the time, and he's always with a bunch of other people. And yeah, I don't know, whatever. You're you're spending six or seven or eight dollars on a digital car that's not even yours, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> when you see Mickey Vike the mayor, make sure he gives you a couple bucks for getting the tick mark this week. His binder is going to be bulging at the seams anytime. You know, we're just going to have to keep him coming. Hopefully. <laughs> well, you know, Mike is, you know, Mike's not necessarily into, I don't know if I'm going to say the culture necessarily, but, you know, he's gotten a few here recently. He's yeah. got a couple good ones. Yeah, so. he's on a streak, so we don't want to beat him down. If we beat him down too bad, then he, you know, he'll leave a show and go, you know what, I'm not going to count the inventory then. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't mean anything bad. Like, no, everything is cool, right? And he's like, okay, I'll count the inventory. So, you know, I, <laughs> you know, we can't, we can't piss Mike off too bad. We had to just push the right to the limit dude right to the edge and then we peel back well i mean if, if we don't then who else is going to drive the van while we're all sitting in right. the back in lawn chairs right right that's right it wasn't that's right it we were sitting in the back and then someone else was trafficking <laughs> us off county lines it, i think it was mike was driving and justin was Justin. i think that's justin what it was. was the was the co-pilot and we're all in the back falling over yeah 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 it was good man well, thank you so much, man. Again, um, keep doing what you do. We love seeing you out at the shows. And if you're a show promoter and you want to take your show to the next level, don't just take my word for it. Ask these other show promoters if DJ Mays is your is their guy. And they're going to tell you, hell yeah. So, Mays, keep doing what you do. Fist bump from afar down here in Florida and stay on the rise, my brother. Definitely, sir. We'll see you. All right. Hey, be good, man. Bye, hey. man. Yo, so DJ Mays, thank you so much, man. I love always ta talking with him. He's got that radio voice. You'll hear him at shows if you weren't at Mini Nats, and he does a fantastic job. But I didn't get a chance to thank him for kind of getting all the different podcasts together, you know, these couple different days at Mini Nats. It really was an honor, and he pulled us together. He kind of had that open forum, and we talked. We answered questions. We talked about the state of the scene our favorite mods, and all that cool stuff. So big ups, thanks to Maze. Now, continuing the scene updates, Hammered Weekend Wear. So this is the last weekend of their pre-sale. Now, last week, I did not talk about it, but H-A-M-M-E-R-D, uh, weekendwear.com, look, trust me, you hear me talk about this stuff all the time. You know, Sideshow was recently, you had the Tahoe recently, dude, amazing amazing stuff they've been dropping okay but this one might be my favorite that's going to go down for this year you have dangerous waters chad luke's crew cab mini under rise uh chad was on he's talked about his amazing truck this truck looks fantastic on a shirt you know you've got the alligator in there you've got the skate deck you've got that famous hammered weekend wear but you got that kind of bayou feel it reminds me of some John Fogarty music that my dad and I love so much. But hammeredweekendwear.com, it's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. You also have Riza's Sequoia, okay? So the Toyota Sequoia, known as Sick S-I-K-O-Y-A. They brought it out. They, they, they dropped it on us back at Lone Star Throwdown. We did a reel of that thing cruising with those wheels, with those graphics, Man, those just everything comes together on this one. So you've got the new school SUV kind of feel. You've got the mini, the crew cab. So you got the bigger rides. H a m m e r d. Weekendwear.com. Now speaking of that, Ben Smith, one of our biggest supporters, and 
Uh, I just love this guy, Ben. He's such a good dude. Crystal, his wife. What You know what? Crystal, his girlfriend, great people. I shared in the Airhead Nation a group, Facebook group. Uh, I shared this post, and what was cool is Ben Smith and Waka and team, they, they, uh, they teamed up for this family tradition shirt. And what's very cool is if you remember hearing Ben on the podcast, and if you know Ben, this truck is basically kind of like on the second slash third generation. And it's not often you can say that from the from his dad, handed down, and it has a totally different look. So you see this red version in it, this old school kind of Andy Griffith show style um, town, and then you have the blue version on the outside family tradition. So check it out. Um, if you want something different, uh, you can check out in the, in the Airhead Nation Facebook group. And that was like the bragging rights clothing. And of course, they've got the online stuff and you can do uh, different options with sizes and all that stuff. So check it out. I think the last thing that I wanted to cover for the scene updates is just really the scene is thriving. And I would encourage everyone, no matter how much money you have or how much money you make, get out there and have fun. There's shows nationwide, even if you can only go to the local stuff, okay? My buddies and I joke, there's sometimes it feels like there's too many shows, and that's not a bad thing. There's so much going on, and if you're a true enthusiast and you'd like to get out there, your head might be spinning because you're like, man, I can't make every event. And listen, I'm here to tell you, I totally get it. I've said that recently. You can't make them all. Totally got it. But there's plenty out there. May said it. In your area, look it up. You can go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. Now, on the left side, when you select, um, or if, if you just on the left, it says official OLP show calendar. You can tap there, and then you can select uh, from that page where it says click here. You can tap there on your iPhone, and it will allow you to subscribe to our calendar, and we add all of these different shows, as many as we can. And if we have one that we're missing, reach out to us. Shoot us a, an email ourlifestylepodcast.com and we will do our best to add your event to our calendar and you know the idea of that came from a lot of folks still kind of sell and around the holidays and Christmas you'll see these different calendars well you know how often do you really flip that calendar and write stuff in and things like that we're kind of in this digital world now so uh, you can subscribe to our calendar and um, just get out there have fun okay Link up with some people, slap hands. I can tell you what what we tried to really personify through this podcast is that you can go to a show and and just walk up to someone and be like, "Yo, man, you know my name's Joe. Whatever. I'm not from around here. You know, love your truck." And I tell you, people are so welcoming. You hear it all the time. People say, "Hey, if you don't know me, come up to me, slap hands. Just man, get you a chair, go to a show, have fun. The scene is thriving." So. Uh, with that being said, the scene updates brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Now, listen, we talk about a lot of clothing companies, okay? I just rattled off a few. GarageGearClothing.com is one of the only that you're ever going to see in our scene offer free shipping on all US of A orders, okay? Whether it be Garage Girl, it be the Garage Gear, or Muscle Car Shirt, or Sport Truck Shirt, you name it garagegearclothing.com get ready for the next born day or the next holiday by going to garagegearclothing.com
All right, so next we got the key show updates, and we're going to go ahead and roll into audio now from Graham Hancock to talk about rolling in the Red Rocks. Let's do it. Yo, yo, so we're going to go ahead and transition, as I mentioned just a minute ago, into some audio with Mr. Graham Hancock, no stranger to the podcast. How you doing, our brother? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing real good out here. Hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. It's cool that you know we stay in contact, and you're out there, of course, in Utah representing and, um, man, I just wanted to kind of, before we talk about this show that you're going to be kind of getting behind and obviously throwing, uh, just ask you, how you been? I've been good, man. Um, just out here doing my thing, just working and playing with trucks and trying to better my life every, every way I can in every aspect, you know what I mean? So I'm actually on the road right now. You may be able to hear some road noise behind me. Um, I'm actually going up, um, I'm in northern Utah right now uh, to do some training for the week and you know, just uh, I, I keep I keep pretty busy lately. So yeah, that's what life's about, man. And I try to think about it every day. It's like how can better myself, right? And and do things to help others, but also you know provide for your family. And I know that's what you're out there doing. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and it's 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 all a balance, man. You know, like I just went to California, went to cruising for cancer, um, held by Unforgiven out there, and and now I'm back in the grind, back doing work stuff. You know, so. And I'll just, you know, keep keep doing the balance and uh, and and loving it, man. Yeah, and we also want to get the elephant out of the room. You had all the success, and you know, seeing the Titan Dually get over that edge in terms of this crazy pain interior, and a lot of kind of the the, the final details that you you know oversaw as the owner of that rig, and you did recently uh, sell that. So congratulations on the sale, and I know that you're excited for what's what's on the horizon. Yeah, man, I was, uh, you know, I was super excited to be able to co-parent, you know, Jimmy and I would always <laughs> joke about that. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was really fortunate to be able to pick that truck up. And then I was extremely fortunate, um, to be able to finish it. And I kept Jimmy in the entire way. And, and, uh, you know, one of the biggest compliments I got with him or from him, I should say, is he's like, I don't know that anybody else could have finished it the way that, the way that I did. And that was a huge compliment coming from somebody I look up to and also a good friend. And, uh, you know, and I'm loving that the guy who's owned it, who owns it now is loving it just the same. And he's upgrading it and he's sending me pictures and things that he's doing and maintenance. And we talk pretty regular and, uh, you know, seeing him cruising at mini Nats and stuff was amazing because, you know, that was a show I wanted to hit and I wasn't able to. Um, and then Slamboree was also one that it didn't get to go to, but you know, um, you know, we'll see if he can get out there and finish that off for me. Very cool. Yeah. Congrats to him. We saw it cruising out there and it was awesome. Love that Jimmy's running customs, you know, initial build. And then obviously Cal concepts come in and, and the crazy interior and, you know, you put your spin on it. So, uh, tip of the cap, but dude, let's talk about this new show. I keep hearing some buzz about rolling in the red rocks it kind of rolls off the tongue, you know, pun intended. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this show. Like, what's going down here in a couple weeks? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously everybody knows like, my history with Slamfest and, you know, being fortunate enough to be involved with that and learn a lot. And then, you know, with being on the other side of the country, it was a little hard, so I decided to step away. And, uh, you know, it kind of left this void um, of something that, you know, I was so heavily invested in the Slamfest for the past few years, and then I kind of didn't have anything to do 
And I wanted to do something out where I live because, you know, you've been out where I live. You've come to visit and stayed out at my house Mm -hmm. and stuff. I live in one of the most beautiful places in the country, and I want to show people why I live there, you know. And I want to exploit how beautiful the Red Rocks um, are where I live, and I want to roll through them, you know what I mean? So it just kind of made sense to call it Rolling in the Red Rocks. And, uh, you know, this is first year. Um, First year is always a little tricky but you know um i i've been out there and i've been promoting it i've been talking with people and people are looking for something to do and looking for something new and hopefully you know i can fill that void for them i love it may 22nd or excuse me may 21st and may 22nd 2022 kind of has that number 521 to 522 of 2022 now you didn't make the mistake, Mickey Mike the mayor made with Eastbound Get Down. You know he he called it the first annual, and I was like, Mike, I don't think you can technically, if you really break it down, you can't call it the first annual until it's like after the first one. You know what I mean? Just giving them a hard time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean you can. You know, you just gotta have that. Uh, you yeah. just gotta have that confidence that number two is coming. So right. You know. Right, right. He goes, hey, he goes, grammar police, man, stop. You know what I mean? I go, all right, all right. <laughs> but rolling in right. the red rocks, just how it sounds, you you know, you've got the buzz on social media going, you got the website. You know, there's going to be some people that are a stone's throw from there, right? you got a lot of friends and family out yeah. there, you know, Vegas, even Cali. You know, although it might only be a couple weeks away, like what's the sales pitch other than what you've said kind of with the beautiful area? What other stuff are you going to have going on at this cool event? Um, some of the things we're going to be having is like, I want to make this an event. So, um, if anybody knows me from Slamfest, everybody knows that I love doing the club games. And what I love about the club games is putting clubs against each other. And then they, they're always going to have that bond from there on out if they had fun doing it. And, uh, so like one thing I'm doing is, a an ax throwing tournament. Um, you know, it's going to be eight teams to start and then it'll work down to one. And then the winning team, you know, the teams are going to be a four. And the winning team's all going to get um, custom pinstripes uh, axes to take home. Because, I mean, how cool is a custom axe hanging on your wall? You know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine the uh, first date with your girl. What's that again? Ah, don't talk. Don't worry yeah, about that. <laughs> I don't talk. That little guy, don't worry about that little guy. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, being where I live, I want to exploit where I live. And I want to take people into the areas and the reason why I live here. And um, so we're Saturday night after the show. Show will end and give everybody some time to go to the hotels and, you know, relax for a little bit. And then um, we're going to all get back, reconvene back at the show. And then we're going to go on a cruise from there. Um, The cruise is going to take us to Snow Canyon State Park. So if you have a chance, Google that. Check out some of the images of the park. And um, Brian Goode and from custom life so grinder tv and custom life are going to be in the park and they're going to be set up taking video and photos Uh, we're gonna have i got a guy that i work with he's uh runs a drone and he's he just pulled the permit today so he can fly the drone in the state park which is typically a no-no wow but you know so we'll have some drone footage you know and uh you know state park you know it's a state park so it's got a fee and uh anybody involved in the show um, I'm going to be covering the entrance on that so everybody can just be involved and not have to worry about the expenses Very after cool. the expenses they already had of travel and hotels and registration and things. So, you know, I want to I want to add that to the to the show and as a thank you, you know, to everybody involved and hopefully, 
you know, I just think it'd be awesome to have as many vehicles as possible, a bunch of customs, a bunch of classics, a bunch of hot rods all cruising up, you know, a four lane highway and then enter in the park. And just that incredible backdrop would be amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, those are the hot points, you know, and I want to make the show a family oriented event where, you know, we've got bounce houses for the kids. Cause people are always like, Oh, I can't come. I got my kids that weekend. Well, bring them, you know, we're going to, we're going to give stuff for them to do too. You know what I mean? And like Utah is very family oriented. So I want to do a family oriented show. Very cool. Yeah. And what's awesome is if anyone is listening to this audio, you know, trust us, take a moment, pull up Google maps and type in St. George, Utah. Okay. You're going to see it's kind of just above, uh, just North of the Arizona line, I believe. And, um, you know, to your left, you got Las Vegas, kind of the South, um, uh, southwest, but then the whole state of Utah, because at this point, right, you're in southern Utah, and I've been out there, yeah. as um, Graham mentioned, it's a beautiful place. Uh, Graham, you know uh, this happens oftentimes with the first-year event. You know, you're going to have people that are going to kind of see, well, let's see how it plays out. So someone could be listening now going, you know, I can't make it in a couple weeks. Uh, I wish ODB would have did this earlier, but um, for those that maybe don't make it this year, um, you know, we got to start thinking about even for 2023, right? Because my understanding is you do anticipate this show, you know, sticking sticking around a long time. Yeah, absolutely. That's the intention. You know what I mean? I want to do something, that, and I want to do something that remains as a staple on the West Coast. And, you know, I've been being hit up here recent. Um, you just had Jesse on uh, a few weeks ago yep. from Canada, and he's, he's building the the Mazda, or as he says, the Mazda, which is a little, <laughs> right. little weird, but, uh, you know, and he, he reached out to me and he's like, you better be doing this in, in 23, man. Cause I want to have my truck there. And, uh, you know, shout out to him and Jen, both Jen's actually going to be doing some of my awards for me. Cool. So shout out to her for being, wanting to be involved and being excited to be involved. And then they both have reached out to people to give stuff, uh, to, to me for the raffles um, but yeah, so Jen's doing some of the best of awards. I've got my buddy TJ Reese from, uh, RK, uh, customs painting another set of awards. And then obviously, you know, Daniel Smith, one of my best friends, Smith works, he's doing the best show award. And, uh, you know, just everybody involved is, is making this just amazing for me. You know what I mean? So uh, the people that I'm going to have involved, the area that it's going to be in, you know, so absolutely, they're all going to be pushing for me to have it for 23. Yeah, you can go to Rolling in the Red Rocks. That's Rolling with an I-N and then another I-N. So Rolling in the Red Rocks.com. Of course, social media, Facebook, Instagram. The cool thing is, though, you and I talked briefly before we started, and we talked about who would have ever thought 20 to 30 years ago we've said this before on the podcast that the West coast wouldn't have as many shows. And then the East coast would just be like, man, there's, there's almost like, I don't dare I say too many, but there's a lot. Right. So the cool thing is yeah. you know, you're bringing back, um, it's not a one day show. And there's the, the few shows that the West does have. A lot of them are one day shows. Unlike like maybe forbidden fantasy and what Corey was going to be doing, uh, with mini truck showdown. How excited are you to have, you know, a multi-day event here to kind of come back to the West? Man, I'm, I'm extremely happy. And like, I, I really had like an internal battle with uh, doing a one day or a two day. 
because like a two day show financially is a lot to lot to bite off. But and in my my head, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to do it right from jump. You know what I mean? So um, to do a two day event, as long as it goes off, I think that's going to be the thing that you know, with everything involved with the family atmosphere, um, with the crews you know, being a two day event, I think that's, what's going to get people to come from the East coast. Cause we have a lot of people that go from the West coast to the East coast. Like how many people from the West coast just went out to mini nets, but how many people from that East coast are coming out here? And that's what I'm trying to get. You know what I mean? I want to get, I want to get that other coast to come out and see, see how the rest of us play. You know what I mean? Cause we've sure. got, we've got some trucks out here, man, that, that could shut the game down, you know, but, you know, we just got to, we just got to mix those two sides. And I think with the things that I'm trying to do, hopefully that that's something. And then like, what I also tell people is don't just come out for the truck show. Like, sure. I want you here. I want, I want you to see where I live. I want you to, you know, participate in the event, but uh, bring the family out, come for an extra day, stay for an extra day, whatever it may be and make a trip out of it and really take in what we have to offer because i mean we've got zion national park we've got bryce bryce canyon state park we've got brian head you know there's a ton of rad area here that i want people to come visit like make a trip out of it don't just come for the truck show yep. come make a trip yeah no doubt and speaking of that you know maybe someone has some some points they want to burn and they want to fly out um if someone were to fly out to this event What's the best airport yeah. to fly into? So Las Vegas is about an hour and 40 minutes um, from me. So that's not too bad. It's it's uh, just a jaunt right up the highway. Um, that'll be the most cost efficient. Uh, we do have an airport that comes right into St. George, but it's a little small airport. So obviously you're going to pay, pay a premium to fly right into St. George. But yeah, flying into Vegas... That's another thing. If you come out to the show, you also get a Vegas trip out of it too. You know what I mean? Dude, I love So it. there's, that's what, one of the reasons I, lo I love where I live. Cause like I'm an hour and 40 minutes, call it two hours. If you want to Las Vegas, I'm six hours to LA and San Diego. You know, I'm six hours to, to like Colorado where they do the X games like Aspen, you know what I mean? So like mm -hmm. I'm really very centrally located. So you leave at 6 a.m., you're, you're to me by noon if you're from, you know, Colorado or California, you know what I mean? Yep. So. Yeah, and you've got – I love how you kind of have that whole R thing going because if you look at the artwork, everyone at Relaxing in the redrocks.com, you know, you'll see it's – you know, the the primary words are R, right? Rolling red rocks. So you yeah. got, got that R thing going, which I think is awesome. Oh, we're talking to, to Graham. You can go out and, again, find more information the thing that I would wrap it up and say, you know, from my perspective is, you know, that weekend you've got at least three shows. You got Relaxed in the Park up in the Midwest, right? You have Made a Steel yep. show down here in Florida, your old kind of stomping grounds. Uh, Dover, Florida, yeah. that's a Friday, Saturday. And then, oh, by the way, you got Rolling in the Red Rocks out on the west side, and that's like a Saturday, Sunday. So, dude, no matter where you're at, man, you can get your fix on, right? Yeah, we got we got the country unlocked that weekend for sure. And you know, the West Coast is uh, you know, been hitting it hard. Like I said, last weekend we just had the cruise for cancer show and then we've got the week before week before mine, we've got Cruise of the Pines and I'm gonna try to hit that too because that's enough if anybody's got the opportunity to 
definitely hit too because that's that venue is hands down one of the most beautiful venues in the in the scene right now oh yeah yeah definitely well graham we always appreciate linking up with you and you know maybe um as time goes on we can talk about a little bit of a wrap-up from your event and get some uh intel for next year again of course i know that you guys want to just kind of get through this year and have a good show and have a good time that family atmosphere but we are looking forward to the coverage that we know Brian and Frank will bring to their YouTube channels. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we're excited about, uh, you know, what you have going on for the future. So, you know, keep on keeping on. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate you all. And, uh, um, you know, and I hope everybody has the opportunity to come out. And if if not, I hope they check out the footage and, and realize what they missed out this year and make the plan to come out next year. Yep, it's a different kind of show, and we're looking forward to it. So, um, everyone, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump back into the show already in progress. Thank you, Graham. All right, brother. Y'all be good, okay? Late. Dude, Graham, thank you so much for coming on. And as we recently announced, we're going to try to scale back a little bit on bombarding you with so many shows. Now, some people have told me they love it. And some people, I mean, we've really got no negative feedback. But I think trying to scale back a little bit and keep things fresh the first episode of every month, we'll try to hit on the next few shows that are within scope, okay? So being that we're at the very beginning of May, we basically have Battle in Bama in a week. We have Cruise to the Pines, which is the 14th of May. That's Phoenix to Prescott. The following weekend, you heard me say it earlier with Mays, relaxing in the park. Graham and I just talked about rolling in the Red Rocks. Made a steel show here in Dover. Two weeks away, you have Class Act Presents Kicking at Old School. Of course, that's up in Barton Park in Boring, Oregon. Two weeks after that, you got Scraping the Coast, which is the 24th, the 25th, and 26th. I talked about that at the top. Scrapingthecoast.com for more information. It's a 20th anniversary event. Two weeks from there, so you have um, the one week after scraping is kind of that July 4th holiday weekend. Many folks will be enjoying a three-day weekend because 4th of July falls on Monday, July 4th. But the end of that week is going to be the 9th and 10th of July, and that's when you have Southern Tradition. That's, of course, Canton, Georgia. Waka's behind that. You can go to Southern Tradition's website. You can look on Facebook, Instagram. To get more information, it's a fantastic show. We've been there. I love it. I love the town. I'm actually going to try to go. Uh, Camp and Drag is the weekend after that. And then really that's where I want to kind of stop because we start getting into August with Slamboree and things like that. And it's a little bit too far out to really discuss now. The Key Show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. You can go to, believe it or not, minitruckfilm.com and you can order the Blu-ray or DVD of this mini truck style documentary style rather film the west coast influence so you can get a copy at mini truck film.com let them know that our lifestyle podcast is true okay next we got the podcast updates so a couple things that i'll hit on here before we roll into tim's audio um first off thank you to everyone that has left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Like it or not, many of us are on Apple devices, and that is the 
main platform for reviews. And I'll tell you this, um, we've gotten some new ones in. We have just under 300, not quite 300, we have 264 ratings. So if you're on an Apple uh, po- or an Apple iOS device, go into the podcast app, select library, select OLP, and scroll down really far down and tap the five stars. Once you do that, you can go and go a step further and you can type or you know, you know, log in a review. So want to thank everyone that continues to leave us these different uh, reviews. It really appreciate it really helps us and we really appreciate it. So Apple Podcast. Now if you're on Spotify like I am as well, they have a rating system and you can tap the five stars and that helps us. Thank you again for taking the time to do that. The merch update is ourlifestylepodcast.com, the same place that I mentioned earlier where you can go to subscribe to our digital show calendar. You can go out there and uh, order the Time Machine merchandise. So we did kind of a soft launch at Mini Nats for the few things that we had our hands on, banners, stickers, metal signs, things such as that. Of course, skate decks through Joey at Get Decked. What we're going to do now is we're going to hit you with the hoodies, the t-shirts, the tank tops, the zip-ups, those four items. Plus, for the first time ever, we're going to do a pre-sale on the aluminum signs, the skate decks, and of course, you've got three different sticker choices, and you have the banner as well. So nine products from Our Lifestyle Podcast to fit any budget. If you love Time Machine Truck as much as we do, shout out to Charles Armstrong, the kid. Also, shout out to Subculture Worldwide, great kinfolk. All right, go out to ourlifestylepodcast.com and place an order. I'm telling you right now, during the pre-sale, you're going to have an option to get black, pink, and purple shirts. The black are all that we're ordering for any few extras. If you want pink or purple, which look fantastic, hit up ourlifestylepodcast.com. I think that's it for the updates surrounding the podcast I want to thank Griot's Garage, okay? I didn't announce this until now. Uh, Griot's Garage has come on as a partner with with Our Lifestyle Podcast. It's G-R-I-O-T-S garage.com. I'll tell you, oftentimes I see uh, these different detailing companies get the lion's share of the love because of how big they are on social media. And that's great. That's the way the world works. But Griot's Garage has been around a long time. I actually had Nick Grio on Lincoln Attic Podcast, and I'll be bringing more to you guys in the near future. But griotsgarage.com, they have all sorts of different deals going down, um, whether you're looking for ceramic coat type stuff, high-end stuff, or just regular products like me, the guy that's kind of the novice, not even a novice, right? I'm, I'm used to using Dawn dish detergent, okay? For Christ's sakes, Brandon Burrell at at Burrell Images is like trying to knock me out going, dude, you can't use that on Bada Bing. Well, guess what? Now I don't have to. Griot's Garage, uh, again, much, much, much more coming from this amazing company. Check them out. All right, Airhead Nation updates. I'm going to wind this down. You have um, basically Joey Dilworth, tip of the cap, big supporter of the podcast. You heard him on the last episode. His son is now driving an Isuzu. I'm proud of him. I love seeing younger kids get into these mini trucks. Tony Moore at Asphalt Army, good kinfolk, and we didn't reinforce it earlier. He's one of the guys behind all of the illustrations for relaxing in the park. Uh, he's a great dude, 
And what I thought was pretty awesome is he's celebrating the 24th anniversary working at the company that he works at. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, he actually went on to say, I'm celebrating 24 years at Emerson Tool Company. So many great people have taught me so much over the years, and he's just a great dude. So uh, tip of the cap to Tony Moore, a good dude, good family guy, uh, and, and a big part of this scene of ours. Airhead Nation updates. Although I talked about Hammered Weekend Wear earlier, I want to give a huge shout-out to Hammered Weekend Wear again. It's H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. That's Hammered Weekend Wear. Go out there and pre-order the Sequoia or the Chad Luke Crew Cab Minis on the Rise, Dangerous Waters, Tacoma, amazing truck, amazing artwork on both, tip of the cap. So I'm not going to really talk much more about 1987. I could go on for a no, another whole episode. We've already blasted through about an hour, which I really thoroughly enjoyed, uh, actually more than an hour when we bake in Graham's audio as well. Um, so uh, big ups. The one thing I'll tell you is um, we appreciate everyone that rocks with us, that stays with us till the end. If you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you. All of those minutes watched help us. Um, if you listen here and you have an opportunity to pull it up on YouTube later and just let it run through, that helps us. I'll tell you, it really does. So thank you guys and ladies. Uh, we've got some cool episodes lined up the next few weeks. Uh, Ruben's back in the catbird seat helping um, – with uh, nailing down a few guests. I've got some on my mind as well. Now we're going to roll into Tim from Acro, Florida. Great dude. Can't wait for you guys to hear his story. Kind of a mid-school guy, I would say. He's real deal Holyfield. So stay on the rise. 287 ODB. Where's Biggity Mike the Bear? He's out gallivanting. We got you. Peace. Yo, so we got to the part of the episode where I'm su super looking forward to sitting down with Tim from Acrophobia. And Tim, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. How you doing? Great, brother. <laughs> Thanks dude, for having me. Dude, it's 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 really cool, man. We got a chance to link up recently, and it's funny. You know, there's truck folks in the scene that we might not always talk to, but like when you and I link up, we slap hands and we talk trucks – even if it's for a few minutes, man, like we know that truck connection and that's the cool thing about our truck community, man. So I thank you for sitting down. Oh, of course. Yeah. We're just a giant, big sloppy family. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nate and Jessica, they used to always say we're going to have a, it was the Fram family. I think is how they said it. I'm trying to remember. It was like friends yeah. and family remix to family. Yeah. <laughs> good peeps. But yeah, no, so, so so for the first time, I don't want to butcher your name, right? So I, I think I know in my head how to say your last name, right? So can you pronounce it for me? Or do you want me to say yeah, it? You go first. <laughs> Sani Wong. Perfect. So it's S-A-N-E-E-W-O-N-G. Like I could be like in the chronic, the next like the remix, you know? Like when Stoop goes D-O-double-G, D-O-W-D-D-D-C. I could never do that part, but I could do your last name. Yeah, yeah. You're the, one of very few people that can pronounce my last name right, and it's pretty simple. I kept looking at it, and I was like, "Damn it, I'm gonna get this right if he'll let me try it." But uh, <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim, Sandy Wong, and what's cool is I I think of you when I see you, bro. I think of acrophobia. You know, you're the you epitomize uh, a good truck guy. You know, you're always out there hustling, and we want to talk about your Tacoma. 
but I'm c- kind of curious, right? The listeners always want to know a little bit of background. Like, where did you grow up? Like, where did, you know, where, where, you know, like, what, what's a little bit of your background, man? Yeah, I grew up uh, in South Florida in Hollywood, okay. Um, okay. which is right between Fort Lauderdale and Miami for people that don't know. And I grew up seeing guys like Local Minis and Aftermath and A Separate Reality. Yeah, and um, but I grew up seeing those guys and what, this one girl, this girl Jody that I grew up with, she she was dating one of the A Separate Reality guys and uh, she pulled up in an Integra just like mine in high school. And she was on, uh, it was her boyfriend's car and she aired it out right next to me. And at that point, I was fucking hooked. Yes. That's the gateway <laughs> drug, know? dude, right there. Mainline yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I grew up, like, uh, just just into mini-inspired Hondas for the first, like, decade. And then I finally got into trucks. Yeah. Well, you know, Eddie doesn't want to remember, but Eddie Sabreco, you know, we I pushed him for a while. I was like, yo, when are you going to bring back Blood Drag? And what was ironic yeah. is when we started going down there right when he had it like at that that community college i remember some of those years you know seeing like eddie um one of the founders of acro with his crx and yeah, you know, see, yeah and, and then remember seeing you know the different rides i mean that was in the era when mini trucking kind of mashed with the the sport compacts and yeah. like you know to your point you started seeing integras on air on juice on graphics shaving this that was a cool oh, yeah. era and when when I was preparing and thinking about some of the questions I wanted to ask you, I thought to myself, like, you know, Diener from Lobros, you know, he'll talk about mid-school BMX. That's what I kind of think. Like, you got in at a really good time, you know, that mid-school yeah. era when mini trucks mashed with the sport compacts. Oh, yeah. I definitely. Like, when I was going, when I was coming out here to Tampa for Slamfest, like, we, we saw, like, in South Florida, there was a lot more mini-inspired or, like, cars that were on air at that yep. time there yep. was a lot of cars on air like i could drive down to port lardale strip and we'd be hitting switches on <laughs> a yeah. bunch of other cars hitting switches on us you know it was it was a wild time dude it was it was great but shortly after that like i feel like mini trucking didn't die but i just kind of grew out of it for a little and you know just Natural had my stuff, little yeah 21 year old lifestyle for a little so yep. then i got back into it and you know the the quality of builds from when I <laughs> first started to when I got back into it totally changed. You know, yeah, they, they did because you think back to that era. I remember you know tailgate was popping off as a truck magazine, but some yeah. may forget or may not recall that they branched off. They were doing high beams, you know, mini trucking. Yeah, they <laughs> come along and go, hey, we're going to add sport compacts to the mix, and you kind of had that era. You know, some guys were building fast cars. Other guys were saying, hey, I want to be low and slow. And that was pretty cool. When you think back to that early era, right, was, you know, you kind of mentioned that one scenario that was like, man, you had me hook, line, and sinker with this vehicle. You know, I want to live a part of this lifestyle. Was there one vehicle that you think back to, even if it was one that maybe you never saw in person? I think a bad apple, that Honda Civic that, you know, they got apparently totaled and all that. But, you know, you think back to that era, and there's was there any one that really reeled you in, even if it's one you didn't see in person? Uh, the Bad Apple was the one car that really, like, I was like, I want my car to get that. Like, I was trying to figure <laughs> it out. I was on Street Source, 
like following everyone, yeah. trying to figure out how to body drop my Honda, which I thought it was easy at that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then um, there was also Cheetah Blazer was my, yeah. like, one of my favorite trucks of all time because it got built by Mad Mods, you know, and that was a shop down south that I apprenticed at when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, I just really looked up to that shop and that truck at that time. I was only like 16 or 17 when that truck came out, I think. Yeah, Tom Bennett. And and how cool is that, that, you know, you get kind of older. That's what I love, being able to give a nod to someone to go, you know, you may not be able, you know, we're all dudes and stuff. We may not go up to someone and go, yo, you know, hey, man, your stuff was the one that inspired me. But it, to me, it's cool. Like, Tom's a good guy, kind of quiet on the on the quiet side. But, dude, he's been building cool shit, like you said, and that's etched in your mind. Yeah, and I've seen that truck go through all the stages because <laughs> down south they have this. Uh, they used to have this thing called Tower Shops, and it was a massive car meet every Friday night. I'm talking like, I would say a couple hundred cars every Friday night, and there'd be a whole section of just bagged and bodied trucks, and <laughs> like they had a little mini trucking section, import section, classic cars. It was mainly all classic cars, but. But when I saw those trucks laid out in that parking lot, that's the thing that just changed my life. Yeah, I haven't stopped since. So, yeah, it's it's ironic, and like even our friend Chuck Dog, you know, he's an old local minis guy, and Jason Redden yeah. and some of those guys, and they really went hard in the paint. You know, some of the stuff oh, yeah. they were building. You think back, you know, there's that famous uh, photo from Slamfest early days that they call the Skittles photo, and you see this mix. But you kind of mentioned, which was cool, was like, you know, you had a separate reality, uh, you had uh, Aftermath, and you've had this explosion of cool clubs that kind of branched out from different groups. And, you know, now people might forget, but like people like Acrophobia with, um, you know, Rico, you know, putting the, you know, the flag in the ground going, yo, we're going to do our thing down here and stuff. I think that's, it's an under... It's an underrated thing about our state because back when I was getting in the late 90s, a lot of people were like, oh, Florida's neons and this and that. And, you know, it was kind of maybe the laughing stock for a little bit. But you think back now, there's a lot of cool stuff that's come from our state. Oh, yeah. we've. I mean, there's there's a lot of good builders in our state that are just building some dope rides, even like painters, airbrushers, you know. Like everyone's just stepped up their game since those days. Yeah, but we've also grown and learned and, you know, taught ourselves how to do things the right way. <laughs> Back yeah. then, my Integra looked amazing, but it's held on by zip ties. <laughs> yeah, I do, right? And and think about this, you know, for all the listeners, you know, I want to reinforce, like, we would have never thought 20 years ago that, like, street trucks would kind of be in Florida, right, the, the editor. Yeah. And then, you know, you think about Shulman having the West Coast crew cut. And, and, and you, th- you know, you think like, wow, like that, that, that's here. And you think yeah. about all the clubs like Aftermath and, you know, NC's been around 25 plus and um, ST Florida getting there, you know, you guys in Acrophobia. So there's a lot of good stuff going on in the state of Florida. And I tell you, man, sometimes Vic and I joke, like there's a lot of shows. There's a lot of stuff going on and it's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting up there. I feel like the quality of all of our rides, I mean, it's not as, we don't have the quantities like California does or anything like that, but I feel like Florida's holding it down pretty well, you know, this time around. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it, we, never really, we never really saw it before because we didn't have social media like we do now either. So. Yeah, definitely. And when, you know, we think about, 
the amount of shows and, and you know, recently kind of even talking with Graham and folks will hear that audio earlier on this episode that it's kind of almost crazy to me to think back to the magazines when I was growing up reading so much, like back to like 93 in magazines at least, and, yeah. and seeing all the West Coast shows and a lot of those have kind of dried up. And then now you got on the East Coast a lot of cool stuff. I mean, even down south, they got different cars and coffees and things like that, and there's a lot of stuff going on. But I wanted to kind of ask you when when you know, you know when you first got in, it sounds like you were kind of in the sport compacts, and then you took a little bit of a break. Did you like? Did it take a while before you found yourself like in a mini truck itself, or like what was kind of some of the the history there? Um. Well, when I was, I had that Integra that was bagged, fully shaved. It looked like the, I had a gold Integra on Chrome Michi Spitfires, just like the one that's in your club. Uh, yes. That was in your club. Yeah. It looked, it looked almost identical to that car. It was just a different shade, older body style. But I went from that to a bagged little Honda. And then from there, I started getting into mini trucks a little. You know, I yeah. traded the Honda for a Nissan hard body. I actually tried to trade the Honda for my truck when I was 19, and Lewis Smoley wasn't having it. Um, he wasn't, I mean, we didn't know oh, each right, other back right. then, but I, I tried to get that truck when I was like 19 or 20, and then, uh, then I saw it in trucking again, or uh, not trucking, uh, mini trucking, when some shop had it. I forgot what shop it was, yep, yep. but it was purple, yep, yep. purple or blue. And I tried to get it again, <laughs> and I couldn't get it. So I just, I kind of just stepped out of the scene for a little while, got my life in order a little, and then went to, yeah, just stopped doing it for a while. And then yeah. I got there, yeah. then I opened up the shop, and then I had my Juice CL, my Acura CL, that was fully shaved. And all That's that when stuff. I think I first met you. Yeah. yeah, that was before I was really with any club. I was, I was in local finesse for a little. I tried to bring it out here, and that just didn't work out with the crew I had. Yep. And uh, but that was in local finesse for a little, and then once I, I don't know how Keith Bryant got a hold of me, or I don't remember what exactly happened, but he's like, "Hey, you want to trade?" Oh, like for the CL for the Tacoma. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," and another tr- like I had a, another Ford Ranger as well that I was starting to build, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah just trade for." Those two for my Tacoma. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And it was actually, it was actually um, the brown one he used to have that he wanted to trade. And then uh, I was like, yeah, I'll trade you for that. And I think he went up to LST or was it Scraping or LST? I think it was Scraping. Um, but he called me. He's like, dude, he's like, I, which color do you like better, red or brown? And then he showed me the taco that I've wanted. <laughs> which I didn't know it was the same taco, but he showed me the taco that I've wanted since I was 19. And he was like, I was like, I want the red one. <laughs> and then he trailered it back and he traded uh, the brown taco for the red one. And now I have the red taco. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. And when you think about the history of, of you know, how things go down, sometimes, you know, you'll end up with something that maybe you didn't ever expect. And, you know, talking yeah. through a lot of this, I want to give a shout out to Mitch from UndergroundStyles.us on Instagram. He's a big supporter of ours. A good dude works at a hospital, kind of the greater Orlando area. But he posts a lot of stuff, kind of in that era. You know, these sport compacts and things, and you know, stuff that maybe oh, I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. You know, I don't know all the history on all those, but 
you know, he he does his due diligence to kind of dig up, you know, some of the intel on him. And I always thought yeah. that was kind of cool. But um, we're talking with Tim, and you can follow Tim. It's uh, keep me honest. It's rec. It's kind of like rec shit. It's R E K S H T on Instagram. Yes, sir. <laughs> now you can go check out some of his photos and look at some that he's been tagged in. He kind of hinted at the Tacoma. So when you first got the Tacoma, right? This thing has been through many phases. That I mean, I think is so freaking cool. You kind of hinted. So like when you first got it, kind of give us the overview again, the color and things like that. Uh, when I first got it, it was called Retro Taco. Yep. And yep. It, it had a uh, all red interior, all red outside, all red bed, and then graphics on the side and then red on the wheels i loved the way that truck looks i still love the way that truck looks yep. for the time um but being a custom shop owner <laughs> people were like did you do the work i'm like no you know like i couldn't claim it as my work and i couldn't enjoy it being the fact that everyone kept asking if i did the work and you know like i'm trying to build my brand and stuff like that so it was I was like, oh, it's time to just repaint it, redo the interior, and, you know, just start moving a little and changing a little, and and then it just kept going. <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, you having the background of the paint and body world, right? You're a type mm -hmm. of guy, unlike me, I'm being honest, you could pull your stuff in and go, you know what, on a Friday, you know what, I'm going to get up tomorrow and blow it apart. And at the time, you had your own custom shop, so, like, you literally blew this thing, like, wide, wide open. Yeah, I, I didn't go too crazy the first time around. I just did the paint body and, you know, I mean, I still did a good amount of work to it. Or all, I don't know what I'm talking about. I did I did blow it apart for the most part. Right, right. <laughs> but this last time is the time where I probably did the most to it. Yep. But the first time it was, it was mainly just to get a different color on it. And then... Uh, I think I decided to do different taillights after Slamfest one year. I, I got I got a spark up my butt from <laughs> seeing other people's trucks. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just do that and just paint the bed. And then I did that and then redid the truck. <laughs> yeah, because I remember, I want to I remind everyone, um, we talked about it earlier, but Made of Steel show is coming up, and it's going to be in about uh, two weeks. Uh, it's going to be that Friday, Saturday, the 20th, May 20th and May 21st. I remember back to Made of Steel Show 2015, okay? And I saw Ooh. your truck, you know, Acro kind of parked on that um, that main entrance road. Oh, and I remember yeah. seeing it then, and it kind of had the brownish interior, right? Real Ooh. super clean. And I want to say, God, was it like, was it chart? Was it like a root beer or was it like a black paint, like a real dark outside? It was really dark brownish green like it flopped it looked black and then yep. in the sun it flopped to like a greenish goldish color now what version of the truck was that at that time made of steel 2015 ish that was my first my first version yeah that's what i thought yeah, yeah so you, so you redo it it's got the factory tails you got the battery in the bed you know the acrophobia mm -hmm. logo super clean interior uh the dash was painted you know i mentioned this recently Kind of that reminiscent of the early 2000s when a lot of guys were painting the dash. I love. I've always loved that look, that mod. Um, yeah, you know, that, it still that, looks great. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then, about how long did you keep it in that version? Uh, I don't know. Let me ask my wife real quick if you don't mind. <laughs> and Vanessa, hey, we gotta give a shout it, out to Vanessa. <laughs> I like to take probably like a year and a half. Yeah, I think a year, maybe two. Yeah, maybe two years. 
Yep. It was that long. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that quick. Yeah. So when you flipped the script, then what version did it turn into? Uh, that turned into the red uh, taco with the gold pearl. Dude, um, that, that version was fire, bro. They were yeah. they were all fire, but that's the most fire for me. I remember, I remember, like everyone was like, uh, "You can't beat," because it was retro taco. Everyone knew that truck, and I remember saying to some club members, "I was like, I just I have to step it up and get because I can't do a basic job or else." It's just not going to be the truck justice. So I just, I think I chose the right color for that truck at the time, and it did great. And then when I did the taillights, I was like, all right, I'm changing the color. They're like, don't change the color, man. You're going to ruin it. They said it last time, too. And I, you know, I, I went with it. It was, I loved that version of that truck. I still love that version of that truck. I just, I need, I wanted something different. It's been long enough. You know, even though the truck never really saw too much of a show, uh, too many shows, just because it got rear-ended, like, I think, like, six, seven months after it was done. Yeah, so, so I remember one year you took it to Orange Beach Invasion, and it kind of had that burnt reddish color. That's the color yeah. we're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the second version of the truck. So that color, one thing that stood out to me then, and, and keep me honest, because I'm trying to keep all this together in my head, one of the mods I've always loved on these to- on these uh, Tacomas is the f- the shaved front f- uh, fender, um, the yes. turn signal, right? When yeah. I when I look at that three quarter shot, you know, at OBI Orange Beach Invasion, and you see like you had shaved that one, and it looks so perfect. Now I don't like it on every truck, like a ninety four ninety five S ten, not my favorite mod. On these, yeah. I freaking love it. Yeah. And I, I loved it for the first two versions, and then on the third <laughs> version, I was like, I got to change it up and, and just put them back. I, I like it now with every, like with all the front bumper shaved yep, yep. and you know, the grills shaved now. There's a bunch of little stuff that a lot of people don't notice on the, new, the newest version of the truck. But even then, like the red version, I'm looking at the, the <laughs> truck and plaque right now, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, and that's the cool thing you can do if if you're in paint and body and stuff like this, because you know you start talking about doing mods like that and then unwinding them. You know, we saw that with rest in peace Rob Scepter's Izuzu, that's still owned by a local guy. But you know, when Matt had put the, um, he had cut out the roof and he had put the like the the, um, the rag top in, and then another guy comes along and goes, well, you know, I want to I want to you know put the roof back in, or you know, I want to. It's a walkthrough. I want to take that away. Like, you know, it was this, this, you know, let's unwind some of these mods. And that that's cool to me because you take a big mod like that and go, you know what, I'm going to throw a different fender on it or whatnot. And it makes people kind of scratch their head going, damn, didn't this have the shaved corners? So I think that's yeah. dope, man. Yeah, I wanted it to, this time around to kind of fit the time, you know. Like yeah. right now, I'm, I'm really into – well, not really into, but you know, I've worked at custom shops. We build a lot of hot rods and stuff like that. So I'm very like that's what I see more than I see mini trucks, to be honest. Yeah. Besides, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I see a lot more hot rods locally, and that's more of what I'm inspired inspired with this time around. Like I wanted it to have a like a street rod type of feel. Yeah, definitely. Now, I remember I hate Phil. Phil Gordon, he had shot my truck. I remember seeing photos of yours when it was a rolling shot. That was part of the mini trucking feature, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, trucking. 
Trucking. That's right. It ran in trucking. And yes. when I think about that version, so that's the version you probably did. You have that version the longest before it got rear-ended. So talk to us a little bit about maybe how long you had it in that version. Uh, I think it was only six to seven months. <laughs> that's <laughs> but it. I kept, yeah, because it got rear-ended like maybe maybe a year at most. But it it got rear-ended shortly after that. But I I redone it a couple times. Um, I still drove it around in pri- red primer for, for a while. No one ever noticed that because uh, uh, I painted, or not painted, but I primered the bed red so it all kind of blended into to each other. So most people didn't even notice it was under construction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do recall seeing it like that. And um, what, what blows my mind, though, is the different versions of it and how kind of little of a time maybe it stayed that way. Now, do you recall... You know, there's the old, you know, rest in peace, Ernie. Ernie would talk about the mini truck and curse, and a few people would. You know, Ernie's unfortunate Michu got rear-ended, and, you know, we've seen that from a lot of different vehicles. Had the feature already ran before it got rear-ended? Uh, did it run? I think, no, I don't think it ran yet. I okay. think it was, like, a couple weeks before it came out, I got rear-ended. See, we needed to kind of break the mini truck and curse, you know, truck and mini truck and... Um, you know, people used to joke with me, well, why don't you drive your truck that much? I go, well, you know, hey, I don't want to get rear-ended, you know, if I don't drive it. But in all seriousness, I think it's cool that, you know, you've been able to switch it up. Now, when I look back at some of the photos, keep me honest, the truck, when it was for CHUN Taco, Ooh. that version, the dark, dark green with the with the dark brown interior, that ran in the Japan magazine, right? Yes, it ran in Custom Trucks Japan. So what's sick, right, is you get you get the stamp of approval for that version, right? It's super sick. Yeah. You flip the script. Phil Gordon shoots it. It runs in trucking. Yes. It gets rear-ended. <laughs> Some would say, hey, throw it in the gutter, go buy another. Like Easy said, you go, no way. This is my freaking nope. blood, sweat, and gears. You flip yeah. the script, and then you redo it. What's the next version you do? Hopefully nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, you mean the uh, – the next version after the red right after the red yeah we started uh after that i was i was like all right let me um i needed a new bed because it got rear-ended so i found a used bed that was already tubbed out and shaved it wasn't perfect but it needed work but uh so i got that on there we started or i started doing the prius taillights again the whole back end is shaved this time around um and we did a tilt bed on it, and we also did the Forerunner rear window, a full custom interior, uh, like full custom dash door panels. It was my first time ever building any of that stuff. I've never worked with wood in my life. So it's not perfect, but it makes it, it makes me happy. You know? Just to be able to do it and figure it out myself, and I'm probably going to get back into it in a couple, maybe next year, and just redo some panels and you know just slowly i just at this point i just wanted to enjoy my truck yeah enjoy well, that hey, there's something <laughs> wrong with that i remember as a as a child in like late 80s early or 84 85 i remember my dad and my mom they had planned this big thing with the house and they were gonna they were gonna do this remodel and they did it and, and it was of course over you know six seven eight months and um you know we didn't have a lot of money and they kind of were figuring all that stuff out but it would always think about I always think about that with like a truck, right? Because I don't have the skills that you have. And when you have a truck that like that green version that Ooh. is so that was so nice, like 
I almost think about it as like, you know, you wake it up on a Saturday going, all right, I'm going to take the sledgehammer and knock this wall out, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that in our house. But you're doing that with a truck. Is it sometime like the truck's so nice? Is it like gut wrenching to go, man, all right, let's start ripping this thing apart? No. <laughs> it's just once, like, boom. Once you, yeah, once you're, once you're a custom guy, it's, you just got to do it. You know, you, you, like me as a body man and as a painter, I know whatever I fuck up, I can fix. Right, right. Yeah. At least I can, you know, like with mechanic stuff, I do not mess with that stuff. That is, you know, I stay in my lane for the most part. Like there's just too many small nuts and bolts. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me. I don't like to mess with carburetors. I'm like, there's too many small parts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, that's cool. But so, you know, you, when the, the, the red version, right, it gets rear ended. That was like circa, like how many years ago was that? Was that like four or five years ago? Let me see. That was in 2019, three years. Uh, wow, that was only three years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> then then you flip the script and you, like what's the vision that you had with this, la- the, the current version, the one that when we linked up, you know, for the car fix shoot, you know, uh, yeah. Joel Crookshank and, and, and Scotty the Body and, you know, these guys come through and, you know, we're able to link up and go over to, you know, film for this Motor Trend TV deal that we'll talk about. What was when you, th- you know, get rear-ended and you have this, like, you know, frustration on your mind back in 2019, or maybe you're a mini trucker and you just go, hey, this is great, man. Now I can redo it. What was the vision yeah. of the truck at that point? Well, at that point, I was like, all right, well, I need to fix the, the cab because the bed pushed into the cab. So I was like, oh, I've always wanted a forerunner rear glass, so let me start that. <laughs> so I started that, and then I started doing the dash and door, doors at the same time. So I cruised around in that for the past two years, pretty much, to where, you know, it wasn't, it was in primer. I, it's a mini truck. I'm a mini trucker. I could ride around in primer. Sure. So, so I, I enjoyed it the way it was for a while, and then last year, I think it was the beginning of, Pretty much since COVID started, I was like, all right, it's time. You know, I need to start driving this thing. And I hate, the longer it sat, the more random shit just went wrong with it. Yeah, when they're not being driven. Yeah, bushings went bad just sitting on a jack stand somehow. So I started fixing all the little stuff to make sure it drives properly. My thing is, since I'm not really a mechanic, I just want to make sure it's mechanically sound before... I dig into it. Yep. So yeah. do the basic kind of preventive maintenance. If you see like a, yeah. a bushing torn apart, it's like okay, let's switch it, grease it up. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we mentioned your your wife, your lovely wife Vanessa. She's she's such a she's always smiling. Is she? Uh, we don't give enough credit to our to our better halves, right? Because if you think about the amount of time and money we spend and things like that is Vanessa. I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you, is Vanessa the one going, no way you're not going to spend another penny or is she the one pushing you to do more? <laughs> well, now that the truck's not done, but now that the truck's closer to where I want it to be, she's like, no more on my truck. Cause right, she's got right. a little, she's got a 61 Volkswagen bug. Mm. So we're Bag this year, but she's very supportive because I'm at the shop every weekend, every night almost, <laughs> tinkering yeah. with something. Uh, she's a ride or die. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And, you know, rightfully so. You know, she's a lady and she's trying to go, yo, I got my stuff too, man. Let's work on it. So she's trying to fight for her right with the with oh, the yeah. v-dub and I, I like that yeah you know and again I, I don't think our ladies get enough credit because you know you think about the amount of time away 
and uh, you know the dedication that we have to some of these builds and money and the debt and this and that. It's you know there's a lot that goes into it, and the cool thing is, is you know as I've gotten older, like sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to go out there and jack this up and tear this apart. It takes like the mentality to go, yo, tomorrow we're gonna be up at the shop and we're gonna blow this thing apart, you know. Yeah, and, you, you and, gotta push through it. <laughs> yeah, you have to believe in yourself to go. You know what? All right, as soon as I take this fender off, man, we're diving into this thing full blast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've done that so many times, especially with this truck. You know, I keep getting deeper and deeper into it. Today, I just redid all the – I've redone the wiring on the back half of that truck so many times because I've had to blow it apart so many times. So today, I finally went back in, cleaned everything back up, uh, repainted everything just because just sitting for it's it sat at my shop for a solid year because I just got too busy with life and you know but yeah yep yep it happens and the cool thing too I want to get back to your truck is you know when I went out to Lone Star Throwdown 2014 I got a chance to park next to the Zerati's Toyota and I mm-hmm. love that thing. And as you know, every time I see you, I always go, man, I love this roll-down back window. And that's one of my favorite mods. You know, obviously the Forerunners had them um, and the K5 Blazers and the wagons and stuff. But, you know, many truckers, uh, one of my favorite trucks was the Isuzu Space Cab that was built long time ago, kind of started in Florida. Anthony from RA kind of ends up finishing it. And this thing, you know, about 15 years ago or so it was finished and it had the roll-down back window. But what was cool is seeing it in your truck, man, that's one of my favorite things. And um, like you said, that was a lot. You know, Talk to us a little bit about that mod. That mod, when I cut the window open, I was like, what? that was the one mod I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck did I do? Because I was just, I was like, that is a big hole. The bed, I didn't have a bed yet, so I was like, oh, I hope this all lines up right. And that mod really scared me. But once I got into it and I talked to, Zarat and I actually talked to uh, Chris from Local Finesse in Texas, I think, and uh, I just got their opinion on things and where and how they did it. I did it a little bit different. I used the the factory, pretty much the factory inner panel instead of building brackets to hold up the window motor and all that. I used all the factory panels um, and just modified those to fit and sit right. And uh, but. Those guys definitely helped me out because I would have been a little clueless without their help. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. And that's what main truck scene's about, you know, helping each other out and things like that. When you think of the truck now, right? So just we're painting a picture for folks. It's a white color on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then the interior, talk to us about it because I know there was some big stuff that you did with the dash and whatnot. Yeah, I did a full sheet metal dash that I kind of... I bought a bead roller and I kind of figured that out and bead rolled the dash together. And um, the only thing I didn't do on the interior myself was the seats. I had my interior guy, his name's Dredd. He did that. He's the one that did the taco or the Tacoma with the, the brown interior. Mm-hmm. He did my CL. He did, you know, he does really good work. But um, he, uh, so from there I built, the center console, the sub enclosure, the door panels. I drew them all out on on a little uh, art app that I have. It's called Procreate. I drew it out and then I kind of just winged it and figured it out and looked at pictures from everyone on Instagram, how they kind of did it and, and asked my buddy Wes and asked my buddy Gator. 
I just asked a bunch of questions every night. Every night, I was like, "Dude, how do I do this?" And you know, everyone's helped me out along the way. You know, it sucks that you know we all kind of live too far apart, so no one was able to physically help me as much as I wish we we could have gotten together. Yep. But you know, the mini trucking community is super strong. Everyone was always by my side, helping me out. So. Yeah, Gator, Angie, a lot of the Acrophobia family kind of just in the Tampa Bay area to Orlando to the Panhandle, a lot of good Acro kinfolk. You know, Gator is no stranger, obviously, to interior type stuff. And like yeah. you said, it takes a a village, right, is what my mother-in-law used to always say about my son when we were when he was a little baby. She's like, hey, it takes a village to raise someone. But you think about a mini truck and all the time and effort that goes into it. A question I had was like, like when you, when you shave the fender um, turn signals, do you end up like keeping a separate separate of those fenders, or because you're a paint and body guy, you're like, nope, just lop those back off, and then boom, we're back to, you know, how does that work from your mindset? I still have those fenders just because it's to me it's an iconic truck, you know. To me, it's oh, yeah. the truck I've wanted since I was a kid, you know. So I still have those fenders. I just thought I was going to just buy factory ones and put them on. That was not the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what or what the initial build was to the fenders and why why the factory ones didn't fit properly, but I ended up having to section the factory fenders to make them fit. And these were OEM fenders, too. <laughs> I had yeah. to section them and make them fit to, to what they look like now. So, but I still have those fenders, right? That's Whenever cool. I get a house with a garage, I'm going to put it in <laughs> my garage. So, Yeah, one truck that comes to mind, talking about Tacomas, I mean, i got to give a huge shout-out to Eric Cryan. Uh, his Tacoma uh, you know, was named kind of like 99 and Dragon or Daily Dragger. And, oh, yeah. You know, you, that's, you re- that's another one. Yeah. That's another one that Mammod's built. And you, th- you think about how – iconic it was to have a brand new truck back then and lay this thing out and it's you know white primer and then it becomes copper but one mod that i always thought and i don't know if everyone always sees it is like you know you have the you know on his truck he had the the front um turn signal shaved you so yeah. you've got that real clean look against the headlight but underneath it right was typically the plastic piece of the grill i think it was plastic and it comes yeah. up and it butts up against the fender well he shaved it on his, and it comes down, and then basically that fender ends up having that little piece that's molded in that goes underneath the headlight. And, like, I see things like that, not even as a Tacoma guy, so to speak, and I just go, man, that's that's the cool shit I love, man. Yeah, that's the stuff I remember, like, like, um, even with my little Integra, like, I, there's, like, a, in the back of those, there's a little scoop to slide your hand through to lift the trunk up. I shaved that stuff. You know, like, it's the little things that, like, it's the little details that no one will ever see. Like, you know, on my truck right now, the front grill is shaved. There's usually two grills on the side of the center grill that's shaved. Shaved the front bumper, um, which was the corner lights on the front, the turn signal lights on the front bumper. But it's just the little things. Like, it doesn't necessarily pop, but it makes a difference. It makes the cleaner, subtle classy look that i like oh yeah we're talking with tim from acrophobia and when i think of your truck you know oftentimes as many truckers we you know we start off with standard cab trucks and you know that quickly back in the day escalated to an extended cab and then you know now crew cabs are on the rise but 
when you think of the dedication that you've had to stay in the standard cab truck and driving it, you know, pretty much every day for a big portion of your, you know, your life, the last several years, do you ever go, man, I wish I had a crew cab or I wish I had a full size truck or are you that dedicated that you're oh, like, yeah. dude, this is me. I mean, this, this truck's going to die with me. Like nice. I'm taking this truck to the grave with me. Nice. But the other night we, uh, me and, uh, Justin pulling him, I can't ever say his last name, but he's a club member of mine. Uh, of ours and uh he's actually working in town by me so he brought his truck out and we cruised around and seeing a big truck on big wheels <laughs> it, it's just it hits differently you know like my truck when i'm cruising down a, the strip with random people it's either thumbs up people point and laugh because it's a small little truck <laughs> skating down the road or you know people are wowed by it the big trucks, people are always like I. I I love the way his truck looks. You know, it's just it's it's yeah. just big and spacious, and you know. But I'm still a mini trucker. Right, right. Oh yeah, we know that. Well, earlier this year, I think it was going to be the last weekend in January, and then it morphed to the first weekend of February. We had the opportunity to go down to kind of the Ebor Greater Tampa Bay area and link up with Jeremy Bumpus, and we can't thank him enough. Um, you know, had that car fix. Uh, mm-hmm. sh- photo shoot, you know, Joel Crookshank and, and Scotty the Body, they were involved. And, and thanks to Joel Crook uh, Shank from NC Florida for helping. The The cool thing was is at the end, right, you know, you, you go, yo, Jay, I got you, dog. Uh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to help you out with what you got going on. And I appreciate that. And we came back and you got in your truck and like those older folks came by and they're like, oh my God, like this truck is so oh, low. Yeah. Can I take a photo? And it stuck in my mind because, you know, I love seeing when someone that's older, or any any age, that they give respect to, like, hey, this is a cool custom vehicle. This is like a Hot Wheels or whatever, versus them going, oh, this is so dumb. How do you drive it? This is, you know, and, and to me, like, that was that brought a smile to my face that day, man. Yeah, and I, I think, like, especially nowadays with all of our builds, like, they, the older crowd definitely appreciates it more. They see the quality that has gone. It's not just drag and destroy, beat up you know, trucks anymore. We're, we're building them, you know, just as good a quality as some of their builds. So like, um, that's why I go to a lot of classic car shows and stuff like that. I just, I love the feedback from a different crowd, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you think back to the current state of your truck with this red interior, the white paint, the roll down back window, all these different mods you've done, What's the favorite thing that you have? It could be anything about your truck. Hmm. I would say the pinstriping is one of my favorite things. Nice. Um, it's just pretty subtle, and you know, it, it definitely brought the truck more together because without it, it was really plain. Uh, and Mikey did all the pinstriping for that. And then uh, I would say my interior, even though it's not exactly where I want it to be right now, yet it's. I'm just proud that I figured it out myself and, you know, I'm looking forward to learning more and continuing to build that, you know, part of my, I guess you would say resume. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it looks so good. And it was funny because when we were at Eastbound Get Down, you know, thanks for coming out, all the acrophobia, including yourself and supporting Mike and, and John's show earlier in January. What was cool was I looked at that little, the pinstripe and it kind of brought me back to, it kind of has that old school little uh, 80s, 90, early 90s feel to it. 
And that's the cool thing about your truck, in my opinion, is like you changed it so much, but you haven't got sick enough of it to go, you know, I'm going to punt this thing. Like, I want to keep it. Do you foresee, you know, it seems like you got a shot clock to your mind on how long you're going to keep it, this current version. Like, do we have like a year or two to see it in this version? And then are you going to flip the script? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping at least four to five years. (laughs) Good, good. Like you said, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to just drive the shit out of it. You know, I just want to... And that's when... When, after it got rear-ended and I really started tearing down to get it to this point, that's probably the longest that truck's ever sat. Like, the first time I painted it and redid it, it probably sat for, like, a week. I redid all the bodywork and paint within a week. So, like, it was it was... Like, it was almost frustrating because I was like, God, I got a cool truck, but I can't drive it. It's just torn apart. I need to get it together. And it, it was depressing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, that true so truck started, life. Yeah, and then I, bagged, uh, then I got a bag Mini Cooper and started working on that just to hold me over for the meantime. Yeah. But it, it doesn't fully do it. <laughs> no, man, yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and Vanessa's probably, you know, she's going to listen to this and she's going to be like stabbing the ODB. What do they call those little voodoo <laughs> dolls going, that son of a bitch, quit telling him to redo it, man. Let him keep it a couple more years, man. No, uh, she's, used to, she's used to it by now. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's been, good stuff. She's been with me since, since day one. Because uh, I got this truck almost like a year into our relationship or two years maybe. And she's, <laughs> she knows it's, it's who I am. It's what I do. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to like you know you think about Dave and the crew that he, uh, you know, oversees with being the president of the club, and you know I think of Adam, just a great dude with his Colorado. I didn't give it, I didn't get a chance to give him a shout out last week with, you know, just how good the graphics came out and how awesome oh, that yeah. thing looks. And there's just a lot of good members in the club, whether they're new school guys or you know old school guys. Um, you know, like yourself, you've been in a long time. And uh, I know that's a good feeling to be a part of Acrophobia. I know they've won Club of the Year uh, in mini trucking and things like that. And it's just a good crew, man. Yeah, yeah, they're they're family. You know, like I spend every show that we go to, we just, you know, it's it's like fam- like it's like a new family. Just every time we hang out with everyone. Yeah, it's it's always real deal, man. I know, and and that's the cool thing about that family atmosphere that they have, dude. It's just, that's what it's about. Exactly. So I wanted to kind of wrap up with a couple more questions. So I know this one's going to be putting you on the spot, but when you think of Tacomas, right, and and you can't pick yours, you can't pick your own, you know, there's so many, and I get them all mixed up, the names. The people are like, hey, that was relaxed Tacoma. That was, you know, Taco Supreme. That was this. And there's a lot of them, and I can't rattle them off like I can like an S10, right? But, you know, when you think back, is there maybe one or two Tacomas that stick in your mind that go, man, these are some of my favorite ones? Uh, I got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a jump change is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. Remember that? What was that brown one uh, uh, with all the graphics on it? It had it was a unibody. He welded it like a dead all together. Or it wasn't black. It was blue. Uh, yeah, it was a blue one, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, There's I know there's so many. Yeah, there's not too many Tacomas in Florida that um, that are really out right now. Besides, I'm trying to think of, and, oh, Cads. I love Cads Crew from Cab. Negative Caber. Oh, yeah. 
That thing is insane. Yeah, I, I love that truck, it. man. The dedication yeah. that he went through. It was already so nice before. But yeah. You know what? Like you said, as a true mini trucker earlier, I thought it was awesome that you know you've you've stood by you know you've you've stood by the regular cab truck. You've added the roll down window, all kinds of cool mods that people can see in person. But um, yeah, man, dude, it's been a pleasure, bro. Just talking about trucks, man. Talking about the cool stuff, the car fix thing. We had such a good time that day, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's no we had we had no issues that day, man. It was just all good times. Yeah, we need to do it more often. I know, <laughs> man. I know. We always say that, but. We truly, I think we truly do, and that's the cool thing. It made me click. They go, you know, there's so many good people around this area. You know, we can do whatever we want to do, whether it's a, a meetup on a Sunday or a Saturday. Let's do our own yeah. thing and, and lead the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, just go grab lunch, cruise around, grab later lunch, cruise around some more, <laughs> and, and go home. Yeah, yeah, mini truckers in mini trucks getting coffee or something. We'll have to come up with a catchy name. Yeah, you know, that's not bad. Next thing you know, <laughs> we'll be we'll have a TV show. <laughs> yeah, mini trucking and coffee. Yeah, there uh, you go. That doesn't sound right. It's more like mini trucking and PBR. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Uh, give a give a shout out. I know we mentioned Vanessa. Maybe we can get her to yell from the other side. But man, she's good people, man. And I, I really, I always appreciate her smile on her face. Well, say hi, Vanessa. Minnie, she knows minis are on the rise, and look, the dog—they they appreciate it too. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I I also want to shout out, you know, my acrophobia crew and Mike Barsha helps me out a lot with the interior stuff. Oh, and good. Wes yeah. and Gator, and, you know, all my homies. <laughs> yeah, Mike's always extended out. I see, always trying to help others, and and that uh, that goes a long way in the scene. And and you know, I got to give him a tip of the cap for that. Yeah, we're all family, man. You know, yep. <laughs> if anyone ever needs anything, even if I don't know you, just reach out. You know, worst thing I could say is no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So follow Tim on Instagram, Wreck uh, R E K S H T, and uh, <laughs> go give him a follow. He's a good dude. Uh, Tim, man, bro, we talked about all kinds of cool stuff. Minis, of course. I love your Tacoma. I really do, man. It's such a cool truck. Um, anything else you got to share besides your love for the Acro Crew? No, no lots, man. Just keep on trucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep on trucking. Keep on mini trucking, and stay on the rise. And if you guys haven't already downloaded Motor Trend, I think you get a seven day free trial. I watched it on Apple TV. You can go and check out Car Fix with the Maverick, Jeremy Bumpus. You'll get a chance to see Scotty the Body's Mazda, Tim's Tacoma, my S10, and of course Joel Crookshank. Although he wasn't there. He did help orchestrate it, uh, yeah. uh, like yeah, a gang, like the, yeah, like the gang leader he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, he definitely hooked it up. That was a fun time, man. It really was. It brought a smile to my face, and um, you know, Tim, thank you so much. Big ups to Vanessa, all the Acro family. It's cool having you on. You're a local dude. We always talk when we can, and uh, stay on the rise, brother. Uh, yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. On to the next episode, everyone. We'll see you next week, God willing, with another episode. Stay on the rise. We out to you. Peace. Yo, it's a wrap. Thank you so much, Tim. Appreciate Graham. And then, of course, DJ Mays. Follow DJ Mays on Twitch. Download Twitch. Search DJ Mays Radio. All good people. Uh, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap this one up uh, with two updates. I did want to uh, let everyone know the Mini Truck Hall of Fame voting has finished. And uh, I'm hoping next week to uh, share those uh, names with everyone, uh, those shows, you know, these builders. 
uh, so on and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. Congratulations in advance, although I can't share the names yet. Uh, congratulations to all of the inductees uh, for 2021. I think it's going to be pretty awesome and uh, very stoked uh, for some of you know our colleagues in the scene of ours uh, to, to kind of get patched in, so to speak. Last update that I had, which was late breaking, it literally uh, got posted on Thursday, You basic or late Wednesday, Thursday, the Cruise to the Pines Arizona Car Show. So I've been talking about that one. Obviously, it's one that's on the horizon here in the next week or two. That event has officially been postponed. So I know what you're thinking. It's like, damn, you know, what's going on? Starting to see shows canceled, postponed. This one is postponed to 10-1, so October 1st, 2022. And if you follow Cruise to the Pines on Instagram, uh, you will see uh, it says Cruise to the Pines, Arizona car show is officially postponed. New date, October 1st, 2022. Same location. We're heartbroken to announce that we have been forced to postpone the 2022 event until further notice or until, you know, um, until the fall, rather. Firefighters have been battling the Crooks Fire in Prescott National Forest for the past few weeks. And although they have the fire to about 89% contained, they have been using our showgrounds, Watson Lake Park, as their home base for the fire crews. So, you know, we saw this in the past with Sicknick when Greg and team did that show and there was hurricanes, uh, you know, impacting the region. Of course, we're seeing it now with uh, wildfires, right, other uh, natural disasters. So uh, much love to all of the firefighters out there. That's not an easy gig. I know uh, Roddy from Truck Talk Media you know, he's, he's all tied in, ingrained with all that stuff and, and his profession. So uh, stay safe, everyone out there. And um, this will give us an opportunity, which I wanted to do, and talk about uh, Cruise to the Pines. So we'll do that probably early September-ish uh, to get ready for that 10-1 date. Uh, go to ourlifestylepodcast.com. On the left side, you can subscribe to our digital show calendar uh, of course, if it's iPhone, I think it lets you subscribe for some reason, even though it does work on Android. Uh, I don't know that it was working. So uh, you can always email us, ourlifestylepodcast at gmail.com, and I'll send you the link. And apparently, if I send you the link, um, you can subscribe. So a couple of options. But Cruise to the Pines, postponed 10-1-2022. Be safe, stay on the rise, and grab some merch while you're on the website. ODB, we out you. Peace. Yeah.